This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Hey, we kind of went back to some old school Nebraska stuff and it worked and we drove it down the field. Uh, had an opportunity on a pass play. I think if we have given the quarterback a little more time, it would have been an easy completion and probably touchdown. He was hurried a little, had to float it, uh, and we got a bad break. I thought our guys executed that stuff pretty well, and, it, and that was that was neat to see. I mean, it was just simply because I played that at Georgia Tech before, and I, it was just something I was used to, and, and so it got, they thought I was the, the, the perfect back for it. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Nate Klaus, and now Husker Online intern Mike Wheeler joining us here on the show. As you heard Scott Frost talking about them going in the I formation, that was Dedrick Mills as well. But let's take some questions in the mailbag. Mike, what do you have to lead us off with? All right, so uh, Nebraska has a somewhat difficult but manageable schedule over the next few weeks with Northwestern and Indiana coming to Lincoln and then, uh, of course, traveling to Minnesota and Purdue. How do you see those four games going for the Huskers record-wise? I mean, I think – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they went 4-0, and I wouldn't be surprised if they went 2-2. I mean, it's such a toss-up right now, and this is where it starts. They have to kind of relight a fire this week against Northwestern uh, because if they were to lose this game Saturday against Northwestern, I, I just feel like you're you're going to get such a negative feel around the you know around the fan base. It's going to be hard for this team to ignore that noise. And then you have to go to Minnesota, where the Gophers play Illinois Saturday. They'll probably be undefeated going into the game against the Huskers. But um, yeah, I, I think three and one is probably where I stand today right now on, on these four games. I think it's very possible. Yeah, I'd, I'd go three and one. I wouldn't rule out four and zero, oh, but I, I don't. I don't think that I've seen enough from Nebraska to say that you know that I'm willing to put my name on a, on a four and zero oh here over the next four games. But I think three and one is is definitely possible. Um, and two and two is probably maybe a little bit more realistic right now. But just get the six wins for yeah, the bowl, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's kind of where it's at right yeah, now. Yeah, basically whatever whatever it takes to get to six wins. But you know who knows? I mean, if we can see. If we can see some major progress from the offense against a good defense like they're going to see this weekend at you know against Northwestern, then who knows? You know, I, I think that uh, anything could happen. But three and one is probably more realistic. All right. So on Wednesday, we actually saw Bo Wilson was back in full pads. Uh, but if he can't go Saturday, do you think that we'll see the staff move Bando to right tackle and then move Farniak inside to guard? Um. It might even be the other way around. I could see Bando being a guard because he's played both positions in his career. Matt Sichterman is another name I would watch. I think if I were to guess if there was an issue with with Bo Wilson, I think it would be Bando or Sichterman maybe that they would give a look at that guard position. Yeah, those are the two names I would go with too, Bando or Sichterman. And, um, you know, I, I think Sichterman is is more maybe a little bit more entrenched in that guard position. But you're right, Sean, uh, Bando has played guard before. And, uh, and so he's no stranger to that position. And, uh, but I don't see them moving Farniak inside and then putting – I don't think he's taking any live guard reps. Yeah, I mean, we I, don't see practice, but I know he hasn't since the Billy Devaney experiment years ago. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that uh, – I don't think that now would be the time that we'd necessarily see that happen, especially just for maybe some patchwork, you know, to, to get him by through a game or whatever uh, until Bo Wilson's healthy. All right, so now moving over here to recruiting. Uh, big recruiting weekend this weekend for Nebraska with uh, the Ohio State uh, game this weekend. Uh, but uh, any word on how the visit went for Jackson Bratton and also which visitors do you feel most confident most confident about from the Ohio State game? Yeah, so it sounds like the visit went extremely well for Jackson Bratton. Uh, he, he really enjoyed his time in Lincoln and 
And I think, you know, that was the first time he'd been able to see everything that his best friend, Logan Smothers, uh, has been talking about for, what, for the last year and a half or more that he's been committed to, to Nebraska. So, um, you know, I, I, now is that going to be enough to sway him away and flip him from, from Nick Saban in Alabama? I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I think that's, that's still up in the air. I think that's still going to be a tall task there to, to happen. But at the same time, I, I do think there, there's definitely some things that Nebraska has going for them, uh, for, you know, with, with Jackson Bratton. And, and most, most prominent of those things is, is playing time at the middle or inside linebacker position. And then, of course, the opportunity to continue playing football with, with his best friend at the next level. So we'll see what happens there. Now, who I feel best about going forward, you know, I think Rodney Gross uh, is going to be making a decision. And I think that will be Nebraska here. Um, you know, Ronald Delancey, the cornerback out of Miami, just decommitted from Louisville. Usually that's a pretty good sign when a kid that just took an official visit to your school decommits from this, this previous school that he had been committed to. Um, you know, and, and, and I feel really good about Chandler Durham, the offensive lineman out of Georgia, um, you know, as, as well as Caden Johnson, the, the number one player in the state of Minnesota, the, you know, one of the top outside linebackers in the country. So there's, there's a lot of players that were on campus that, that enjoyed their visits that I feel pretty good about uh, the Huskers' chances and, with. And we'll get more on the recruiting weekend itself in our next segment from Nate Klaus as you got a little tease there. But uh, what do you have next, Mike? All right, so uh, with uh, Northwestern this weekend, what is the number one reason that the Nebraska football team wins or loses this game? Line of scrimmage. I think Nebraska has to win up front, which means protecting Martinez and, and shutting down and limiting Northwestern in the run game. I mean, to me, those are very simple, but it's very real. I think Nebraska line of scrimmage, um, and particularly their offensive line, because I do think Northwestern has a fairly good edge with their front seven going against Nebraska's O-line, and Nebraska's got to find ways to make it happen on Saturday. Turnovers. I think if if you can win the turnover battle or or at least keep it close, then then I think you're going to give yourself a chance to win the game. But if you if you give away the football three plus times uh, to a team like Northwestern, they'll make you pay, and and that's that's going to be hard to 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 win that game. All right, guys. So kind of a grand scheme of things here. When can uh, we expect Nebraska to be good enough to really compete for a Big Ten title? Uh, I mean, it's such a loaded question when you look at that right now because it's about the West first, and I think you almost have to start that. When can we expect Nebraska to win the West? Because you can't really worry about the Big Ten title till you win the West, and Nebraska's only won the West or the division. It was the leaders and legends back when they won it um, one time since they've been in the Big Ten Conference. But I, mean, I think they're going to get better next year. I mean, they return so many key guys – a year from now, the key though is that offensive line group. I look at this program right now. There are six true freshmen on scholarship redshirting on the O line. Five of those six are six seven to six foot nine. They have so much material on that offensive line. They're just not quite ready. And I think you give that group two to three years of development. I think that is when you're going to see a big big jump in this football program. And, and, and it takes time. And they're trying to do this the right way. They're not trying to bring in a bunch of JUCOs and get quick fixes because then you then, then that still leaves you holes. Nebraska is trying to do this properly, and it takes time and patience. And I, I think we've realized it might be a bigger job and task than any of us could have imagined. Yeah, I, I would go with probably two years. And, and most notably, or the biggest reason why would be because of that offensive line group. I think there is a lot of young talent there, but it is exactly that. It's young. Uh, it's it's a group of guys that I think for the most part all those guys are are probably two years away, um, you know, of, of work with uh, with Zach Duvall and and 
Dave Ellis there in the strength conditioning and nutrition department. I think all those guys need need uh, a couple years to go. Um, now, who knows if they finish the year strong and and uh, you know they're returning a, a ton of people next year. Maybe next year is the year where where they've got a more clear path to the West. Uh, but I think as far as Big Ten titles, I think they're at least two years away. All right, Mike, what do you have next? Final question. All right, guys. So, uh, Nate, you and I were on the sidelines together for the uh, pregame uh, for Ohio State. And, I mean, the recruits were having fun. It was a pretty good atmosphere uh, and everything, at least for the pregame. And then the game happened. But uh, <laughs> uh, what is – it got me thinking, what is the best home Nebraska atmosphere that you guys have been a part of since you started covering the Huskers? Oh, man, that is a – Great, great question. Are you talking about the start to finish? Start to finish, yeah. I'm not talking about just the pregame. The pregame was great great on Saturday, but the game, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, start to finish. I would say recently the Michigan State win um, was pretty spectacular because that was the, the Big Ten champions. Nebraska won that game. You know, they, they kind of went in just playing with house money, nothing to lose. Um, that's one recently where the atmosphere is amazing. But I would say the Miami game – in Pelini's final season, um, just to see Miami in Memorial Stadium, um, you know, after all the years of having to go to the Orange Bowl, nobody left their seats. That game was out of hand. And in the fourth quarter, Miami had a goal line stand trying to get in. And you would have thought the game was on the line. I mean, it, the place just wanted to keep Miami out of that end zone. So that would probably be my favorite one, start to finish night game. Huskers, Miami, uh, in recent years. Yeah, it, it's hard to it's hard not to pick that Miami game because that was a pretty special environment. Um, you know, Amir Abdullah had a had a heck of a game that night. Um, you know, and there were there were some some scuttle. You know, some some little bit of uh, Randy Gregory. Yeah, Randy Gregory got after it, and and the crowd just like exploded. I mean, the atmosphere was was crazy. It seemed like everybody was just on edge. They just wanted to get back at Miami. Um, and then I will never forget the the Colorado game where uh, Alex Henry hit the field goal and, and Sue, uh, you know, kind of uh, punked uh, what what Cody, yeah, Cody Hawkins in, in the end zone. I mean that that the stadium just erupted and there, there. were no flags thrown. Yeah, I mean, Big Twelve was, did not suspend him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, incredible. That, that is, I, I think, I always think that. Uh, or that game in particular will always rank right up there as one of the best that, that I was ever on the sidelines for. All right. Thank you, Mike. And we come back, uh, we are going to close the show with more recruiting talk from Nate Klaus. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.